Stage management for front of house? Go for front of house. Hey, we're getting some weird interference in the comms. Can you get a hold of someone at the theater down the block and ask them to have their folks do a channel check? We should be the only... Hang on. Standby lights, 88, and sound RR with the scene change. Lights and sound, go. Sorry, front of house. We're supposed to be the only ones in this radio band, but someone else is cutting in. I text our at electrics, but I can't get a signal in the booth. Not outgoing signal, anyway. Theater down the block is dark. The dark? So not even a work call or a uh, rehearsal? Front of house. Can everyone please clear this channel and check your comms? Mm. Hello? Can everyone... What the hell is this? When we last left the agents of our cell, they followed up on a lead to the Dolores Mission Cemetery. Or is it a graveyard? I wonder if there's a difference between the two. But that's where the characters were at. While they were there, they found the Peter's Mausoleum. It seems though someone had been trying to get in. They were surrounded by the stench of death and met an interesting fellow that went by the name the Castilian. He answered some questions and then headed off, leaving ourselves standing in front of this mausoleum. Well, at a guess, I'm going to say that whatever is in that mausoleum is probably important. So we should probably figure out if we can get into it. Although probably not by brute forcing it. Can't someone just pick the lock or something? That's what they always do in the shows. I'm not that kind of rogue. You're a rogue? Never mind. Rowan just gives him a very deadpan look that cracks at the corners as she smiles a little bit. Um, I mean, I can try picking it. I don't have my kid on me. You've got a kid? Do you remember who you're talking to? I think I forgot my crowbar. Rooster used to take care of that stuff. Yeah. Who's Rooster? A former team member. And we're going to leave it at that for right now. Right. Um, I mean, something like this is going to have a key. Somewhere. Whether that's being held by the family, or a copy at the city, or is stuffed in a junk drawer in someone's kitchen. Or at the mission? Is this area, is there some sort of, like, groundskeeping something? Because they're probably going to have access. Yes, there's the mission right next door. There is a door for maintenance that is there um, with a doorbell that says ring for service. Yeah, but would they have access to the interior of the mausoleum? They don't necessarily need access to the interior to do groundskeeping. There's only one way to find out. That is a very good point. Reagan goes and rings the doorbell. The door opens and you see a older man definitely pensioner age. He's seen a lot of sun, and he's got a little bit of a hunch, but yet he still carries himself well. Uh, oh, uh, hello, how are you? What can I do for you? Hi, I'm quite well. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. 
I uh, had a quick question about some of the maintenance on the grounds. Um, it seems like there might be an issue with one of the uh, mausoleums over there. Do you have the ability to get inside? Uh, poss possibly. Um, what What's wrong? He steps out from the doorway. He's dressed in workman's clothes. Nothing out of the ordinary. What's the, uh, what seems to be the problem? Oh, we saw some, some like creatures around it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what they were, but they seem to be like messing with the, with the area around it. And we're just concerned that there might be some damage. Oh, it was no, it's just, they're, they're not, uh, the squirrels would be no, do no harm. A little bit bigger than squirrels. Oh, like a cat or a dog? Maybe. We didn't quite see what what it was, but it, it was pretty big and it seemed to be kind of going ham. All right. Well, we don't normally like folks to have picnics. I'm not going to uh, ruin on someone's uh, ways that they mourn. Um, so, I mean, if you keep your ham sandwiches away from the animals, that would be that would be grand. He walks out and uh, heads to the mausoleum and sees the door. His eyes go wide and he, his posture straightens up a bit. Oh, oh, what what happened here? Possibly something a bit bigger than a cat or a dog. Not entirely sure. Didn't get a good look. Yeah. There have been some sightings of mountain lions in the area recently. Not usually this far into the city, but towards the Presidio, so it could have been something like that. It's possible. Huh. There's some pretty big scratch marks. Uh, on the bright side, it's clearly not something trying to get out. That would be con disconcerting, wouldn't it? Yes, it or would. no, that would be concerning. What's the right word there? Also disconcerting. Yes, I disconcerting agree. or concerning. It would be freaking terrifying. Yes, that. Yes. He swings the door a little bit to make sure that it still works, and it creaks with a loud wail. All right. Well, the gate seems to be all right for the most part. I'll have to work in getting that locked, and this door. He jiggles the doorknob. It does not move. It seems though that they have not gotten inside. Or why did they just go here? I wonder if mm, damn grave robbers. Grave robbers? Does that happen often? With some of these, yes. I mean, we have some folks that are been here for a very long time. People think that, uh, you know, folks were buried with valuables. No, those valuables went to pay for this type of real estate. Do you know how much this real estate cost in San Francisco, even back then? Yes. Oh. I'm sure it's a pretty penny. It is. He walks around and looks at the mausoleum itself. And it looks like nobody's, nobody has, uh, looks like there hasn't been anybody to get gotten in. You know what, I will check the tapes see if I can find out what had happened. I like to record as much as possible. That's probably wise if you're the only person that's around here. You only have so many waking hours in the day, after all. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Alright. And he walks back into the maintenance place, leaves the door wide open, and you hear the sound of tapes being rewound. Damn it. That's not right. And then you hear more sounds of manipulation of of the tape, like things going forward and backward. So the door is open now? The door to the maintenance building. 
And he said, you see him sitting there in front of a small CRT screen, and he is reviewing the footage. As you glance in, you see that the screen gets a little bit staticky. Who's peeking in? Reagan. Rowan. Ari. The three of you, go ahead and give me an alerts roll. <gasps> Ooh, I finally get to roll for Ari. And then he rolls poorly from that look on his face. <laughs> this bodes so well for Ari's survival rate. Oh, good. His first roll is a 99. Oh, no, no, no. Where did you get Joseph's dice? The curse is over. The new character curse. Finally. Jeez. Uh, 23. 23 out of 56. A 38 on a 43. 99 out of 40. It's been good knowing you, Ari. Yep. Rowan and Regan, you see that the screen goes static, but right before the screen goes static, it looks as though that there is an effect on the screen itself that almost looks like a swirl, like a spiral, if you will. Ari, you see the spiral, and then everything goes gray. Everything around you goes gray. Everything has stopped. Standing at the other end of the room, there is an image of a tall, hooded figure with antlers. His robes are a sickly cholera yellow. Give me a sanity roll, please. There it is. Oh my god, you're not gonna believe this. I rolled a river, I got an 88 out of 70. Oh. Roll 2d10. Five. I'm going to give you three options here. You can either flee this commanding creature in front of you. You could submit to it and walk forward into its embrace. Or you could fight it in any way that you can imagine. Have I seen this before in any of my other hallucinations? No, you've dreaded this time. If I've dreaded it until now, then flee. What's your constitution? My constitution is 60. Ari, you scamper back, slipping as you're, as you're trying to escape. It seems as though that it's moving closer and forward, almost within touch of you. You stand up and bolt. Ross had kind of been hanging back somewhat closer to the mausoleum than the rest of everyone. So I will chase after him if he seems like he's running out, like running away. Ross, Ari blows past you and heads to the cemetery gate. He opens the gate with a quick push. He's moving fast. I'm going to, without thinking too much about it, I'm going to chase after him. Ari, where are you? I got him. All right. Uh, call if you get too far. Did you see a ghost? No. No, just uh, that symbol. Again, briefly. 
Yeah, Reagan's gonna pull Rowan away from the door so the groundskeeper doesn't hear us saying weird garbage. He looks over at all of that, especially at Ari, because Ari made a noise that sounded unnatural. Sorry, he's skittish. Um, all right. Um, and he smacks the monitor. Doesn't seem to be, uh, working right. Oh, damn. Oh, hell. Well, all right. He pulls on his keychain. It's got one of those uh, retractable lanyards and opens up his desk drawer and pulls out what looks to be a giant key ring set from one of the drawers. Some of these keys almost look medieval. And I wonder what caused the interference on the on the camera. Oh, you know, electronic stuff is great until it's not. Yeah. Probably something chewing through a wire somewhere. Uh, I had a rat chew through a wire harness on my on a Corvette that I'm restoring. Is the rest of your equipment as old as that monitor? It's not that old. It's from 1985. They sure don't make them like they used to. Nah. Planned obsolescence. It be like that. I want to look over and see if Ross has caught Ari. They have gone down the road like they are a distance. Ari, something's chasing you. Something mean and vicious is chasing you. It has a perfect runner's stride. Ross, he is beating feet. He is moving fast. Am I able to gain on him at all? I do have a higher constitution than him. Well, he is filled with adrenaline. Fair. What I would like to know is, what is your athletics, Ari? And what is your athletics, Ross? Mine is 51. Mine is 30. I would like both of you to make an athletics roll. And Ari, you get a plus 20 because of your adrenaline boost. To your skill, that is. Let's see if I can fail this again. 50 even. No, sorry, odd five. I read that wrong. 65 of 50. Okay. You are able to get up to him. You can grab hold of him if you like. I'm probably just going to try to keep pace with him and like, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Don't slow down. It's right behind us. Okay, let's calm down. Um, let's duck and just take a breather and hide hide from it if it's really behind us. Okay, okay. Okay, there, there, go. That way. You duck down an alleyway. It's one of those nice painted alleyways, except this one is filled with trash and refuse. It's not one of the touristy type of alleyways of San Francisco. I'll pull Ari behind like a dumpster and just kind of sit there with him for a minute. He's shaking and staring through you. Can I see the thing? No, you cannot. Okay. Okay. I I don't know if we lost it or if it's just lying in wait for us, but I saw it. I saw it. I, Him, it. I believe you. Yeah. Wait, really? I didn't see anything, but it doesn't mean there wasn't something. I think we're okay. We can chill here for a minute. They've got a handle on it. And when you're a little more calm down, we can head back. 
I... <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, so... Yeah, that was overall not not good. I, I, I saw it. Him. It. Him who? The king. You know, the horns and yellow and... The, the titular king, okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew that was going to happen at some point. I figured. <laughs> okay, um, we're okay at the moment. Let's just walk back slowly. We'll keep an, we'll keep an eye out. But there's safety in numbers. No, I don't think so. Not really. It, it's probably safer if you're not near me. Honestly, but please don't leave me. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. Is this normal for all of you? Uh, normal's relative. So, sort of. Um, let's just say it's not my first time dealing with this sort of thing. You've dealt with gods with, you know, that do terrible things to people who have read about them? I'm... I have. Yeah! From behind one of the dumpsters, you see a homeless man with unkempt dreads and he has a milky white eye I throw whatever is whatever trash is within arm's reach I just throw it you huck it at him and he kind of puts his arm up to deflect it hey hey it's fine it's fine um I, okay uh, okay <laughs> um what do you what do you mean you've seen something <laughs> I have no bones to be crushed, and I have no more skin left to be burned. Ari, that's a line from the play. I... Yeah, but have you seen the mystery of the Hyades? He smiles a semi-toothless grin at you, and winks with his one good eye. Get out of my alleyway. Okay, okay, yeah, um, Ross, can we go now, please? Yep, alright, uh, okay. see you around, then we can leave the alleyway. I think we should head back to the group. Yeah, okay, if you think that's that, okay. Okay, um, it's gonna be fine. I thank you for saying that. I'm pretty sure it isn't, but thank you. You make your way back to toward the cemetery. It's difficult for you to place foot in front of foot as you get closer. Ari, it feels wrong. You don't want to go back. He's there. You know he's there. Can can I just maybe stay out here while you all um go investigate? I'm I'm just an academic. I, I don't know. I'm not I, really good at think monsters chasing me and things. If there is something out here, I don't want to leave you by yourself. Um, if you don't want to go in, I can stay here with you. Let me text the group and let them know what's going on. And let, let's go get a coffee or something. Calm down. Yeah, coffee. Okay. Yeah. Um, whatever you think, you're, you're the, you know, experienced agent person thing. So great. Okay. I trust you. Alright, uh I text the group. We're fine. Ari's gonna he's trying to calm down. We're gonna go get some coffee. I'll keep you updated. 
Rowan will text back and say, thanks for letting us know. We'll keep looking around in here for a little bit. We'll come find you as soon as possible. Will do. Okay, so maybe bringing the kid with us wasn't my brightest idea. I think he um, is going to need to look at stuff and see stuff because he's got everything in his head. He's our walking encyclopedia for this problem, unfortunately. Yeah, it's one of those times when I'm caught between I told you so, but also you were right. I hate those times. The groundskeeper opens up the mausoleum itself and pokes his head in. It's still dusty. Doesn't look like anyone's been in here. You mind if we take a look? Uh, Are you members of the, uh, the Peters family? He looks at the top of the mausoleum again and then looks at you. Reagan elbows Rowan and does a, like, badge motion. Rowan sighs internally, but does, like, reluctantly reach into her pocket and pull out the billfold with her badge in it and shows it. He squints and looks at it. Redacted. Doesn't say Peters. No, you are correct. The Peters family and this in particular may be connected to uh, some disappearances that have been going on. We're tracking down several leads, and this was one of the ones. Yeah, I think the words we were hoping you would look at are Federal Bureau and Investigation. Oh, yeah. Do you have a warrant? No, I don't. This also isn't a private residence, technically. It's still property. That is true. I mean, if I need to go and obtain a warrant, I can certainly do so. I was hoping to to just get a quick look at things and see if that answers the questions that we have. What kind of investigation? Disappearances. I am texting Ross to ask, do you need a search warrant to enter a mausoleum? Ross will text back. I would assume so. You would definitely need either a search warrant or written permission from the owner neither of which we have. The groundskeeper mm, disappearances. I don't... Nobody's been buried here in the Peters lot for a couple decades. Still fairly new, though. That's true. No, it it has more to do with the whatever was trying to get in. We understand that this area is the kind of place that uh, people who want people to disappear might hang out. And if I could just get a quick look to see if, say, if something has managed to get in without being noticed, it's entirely possible that something might be uh, using this place as a hideout. All right. Um, we can step in, but beyond that, I'm, I'm reserving my right to, to say no, we don't go any further. Is that okay? Are you okay with that? I completely understand, and I appreciate you being this willing to assist. He pushes open the door. You see that there are three stone sarcophagi here. And then above them, on top of them, you see that there are urns. It seems, though, that many of the Peters family have opted for cremation. And the cremains are on top of the rest. In a quick glance around, you see that there are etchings on the walls. You don't have enough time to really make all of them out. Go ahead and give me an alertness roll. I would be uh, right behind Rowan as much as uh, I can. Yeah, is that for all of us or is that for anyone entering? Anyone entering. So that would be the three of you. 
Uh, 26 out of 56. Okay. 98 out of 58. To quote baseballs, you ain't fine shit. 37 on a 43. Rowan, you see quickly, it, it kind of sticks in your head. Beseech upon the king, one by one he shall whisper, that which cannot be written in ink, moon of Carcosa, it is tomorrow. Regan, come red day, call the morning. However, what shall we do, given the death of the blue star? The gravekeeper looks around. No one's been in here. He walks over to the large stained glass window. He gives it a little bit of a push. Nope, it's secure. What is the image of the stained glass window, or is it just random colors? It looks as though that it's a landscape. At the top, there are two heavenly bodies, whether they're two moons or two suns. You can't really tell. There are mountains, and then there is what appears to be a walled city sitting right next to or on the shores of Twin Lakes. All right, is this okay? Kind of shake my head, trying to pull my thoughts away from the words that are now, like, circling in my head. Well, I don't see anything. I mean, I don't really know what's ordinary in here, but... Hey, do you, do you have to know what that's a picture of? No. No, but it is pretty, though. Yeah, it looks like some kind of science fiction thing. Yeah, maybe. Two suns? Or two moons. All right, well, um, yes, thank you very much. This has been uh, helpful, at least, to um, eliminate one line of questioning. I'm happy to be of assistance. I gotta get this gate fixed. Yeah, so, absolutely. If, if you don't mind. I do want to try, as we're leaving, to take notice of which key on the key ring is the one that would let us into this mausoleum if we were to <clears throat> obtain it. Give me a luck roll. 19. You do see which one of the keys. There is another one on there that looks similar, so it could be either or. The differences are fairly minute. It is a fairly modern key made within, say, the last 50, 60 years. He ushers everyone out of the mausoleum, locks it up, and pulls the gate closed and looks around and grabs a large piece of broken marble and puts it in front of the grate to prevent it from swinging open in the wind. Fair enough. Give him a nod and a friendly smile. Thank you again so much for your help. We'll be on our way. Uh, Agent Redacted, my name is uh, Cornelius O'Keefe. Thank you for... Uh, uh, thank you for your service and and keeping us safe. Tend tend to your tend to that young man. He he seemed to be uh, ill at ease. He did. Uh, thank you again, uh, Mister O'Keefe. And I'm going to head for the gate of the cemetery. Regan and River follow. Yes. Ari and Ross. You are in a newly opened coffee shop location named Mugs and Kisses. And it seems as though that Ari's body has stopped shaking, even though he's consumed his body weight in chamomile tea. Feeling any better? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, it sounds like they're 
leaving the cemetery. I'm gonna let him know where you are, and we can we'll regroup. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I let everyone know where we are. I'm really sorry about that. I um <sighs> didn't mean to cause a fuss for you. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, it happens. It does. As much as I want to pretend it doesn't, there's some weird shit out there. Okay. Well, that actually makes me feel better, because that's why I wanted to come with you guys, because you said that this is real, um, and I'm not just crazy in seeing hallucinations, and so that's good. I like that. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah, I don't think you're crazy. This play stuff is confusing to me, and we're just trying to figure out what happened to those actors. Right. Um, well... I'm kind of thinking at this point they might be a less... I, I, God, I don't want to say that they're not important, but there might be more important problems than the people who are missing at this point. Because we did have a that guy who said that he was out of time, and we yeah, have that's, to... Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. Um. And then I saw him, you know, we're not... So, he wants to make sure the king doesn't come the royal person doesn't come back and then i saw him so i don't know that might be a problem yeah if we finding out what happened to these actors is going to be related to figuring out what's happening with these things we're seeing um oh right right of course i'm i'm sorry i'm i'm not like i said i'm an academic not an investigator i'm i'm not an fbi like you oh no i'm not in the fbi with that, Rowan walks in through the door, followed by River and Reagan. Right. I want coffee. Anyone else? Yep. Sounds good. Ross was really nice and got me tea. Um, I've had a few. I'm good. Thank you. I look at the just like lined up paper cups in front of him. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to pee, but that's okay. Is it? Is it helping? How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I saw something really bad. And I had to run away from it to get away. Um, what did you see? Him. The, the person that the play is about. The king in yellow. I see. Dart eyes looking around nervously. I, okay, so at this point, I'm a little out of my depth. I don't know if we're allowed to say that name or not. Um, I don't know why we wouldn't be able to, but still, yeah. Yeah, okay. Is it his... Is it its actual name? I have no idea. Because, I mean, at least in folklore, real names have a lot of power, but that sounds like a title or a description. But is it that is that the defensive mechanism a la the Scottish play, or is that just how everybody knows him because no, that's, that's just the only thing we know? No, that's just me being careful at this point. No, that's fair. And it is wise to be careful. This is not something to mess around with. Yeah, um, I'm really sorry I didn't mean to cause problems for you all by running. It was just sort of, um, it was right there, and it came after me, and I kind of didn't want it to catch me, so I ran. It it came after you? Yeah. Yeah, it chased me. And then we ran into an alley, and there was a homeless guy who, um, quoted the play, and then I asked if he'd seen The Mystery of the Hyades, and he winked, 
and then screamed at us to get out of his alley. But he quoted the play. Okay, so I'm I'm not meaning to question you anything. I'm just, you know, people's perceptions of these things differ. Um, Ross, how much how much of this did you see? I didn't see anything chasing him, but it doesn't mean I don't believe him. I we we did see a homeless man in the alley. I don't know if it was a quote from the play. Ari's obviously the expert on that. Um, I didn't see the wink, but probably was just talking to Ari, and then we came here. So. Oh, well, I mean, the, the mausoleum was a dead end. I don't think it was. What, why not? There was something that I saw written on the inside, and I don't know if it's safe to repeat it aloud, if it's any kind of like an incantation or something, but... And Rowan will pull out her notebook, flip to a fresh page, and write down what she saw and put it on the table. If there's note swapping, then then Reagan will obviously share what she saw, read. Oh, that's different. You saw a different part than I did. Oh yeah, you were looking over to the to the left. I was over looking to the right a little bit. Do I recognize those words? Are you recognize both of those stanzas? Wait, 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 wait. You you saw this where? It was engraved on the inside of the mausoleum. Oh, I know this. This that's was there uh was there one in between them? I don't know. It was we were looking very fast. It was difficult enough getting into the place. Okay, because that those are quotes from the play. I remember those. Um and it was also from Yeah. So in between it says the the actual the whole quote says come red sun call the morning. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you sure you want to say this? No. Hold on. Here, Here can I write it, it down? It, it, yeah, she hands him her, yeah. her notebook. And Ari will write down the whole thing. So it says, Come red sun, call the morning. However, what shall we do given the death of the blue star? That is Camilla, that Casilda, ready to dance tomorrow. Dance, lord and ladies, offer each smile and happiness. Scream like fire that his good graces do not end. Beseech upon the king, one by one he shall whisper that which cannot be written in ink. Moon of Carcosa, it is tomorrow. That's all a single verse? No, it's four stanzas, but they they had the first two. Okay, so, so, this Peter's lady... Okay, I, I need to remind myself. The Peter's was putting on the play? Yeah, Jans Peters had, he was a director in the 80s and he put on, um, he annotated or, or changed the text of the play, but he was going to put it on. Oh, he, I, I, I kind of read that as female. Anyway, um, but Jans Peters was the last person in the mausoleum was this stuff put in there when the mausoleum was built? This and the and the window? How old is that mausoleum and who else is buried there? Well, it's a family mausoleum. So there's the potential for this mausoleum to be going back several generations. I'm sure we can look up exactly when it was created. I don't know that we're able going to be able to figure out when those inscriptions were carved though. Right. And uh, also there's one sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. 
Um, I got a good look at the key so that if we need to obtain it for any reason, uh, I would recognize it. It's not it's not 100 years old. It's not 150 years old. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of the last 50 to 60 years. Well, the other thing is that the text I know, that's from a translation of Tagalog. That's not the one that Peters was putting on because we don't have that text. But you said he annotated it and changed the words. Well, that's what I, they said. That That's what he had said he was going to do in the production. But... Um, that's not where I got these words from. So he did, sorry, um, the versions that he was using was based on this translation or a different translation? I don't know. Okay, so we don't have his text at all. No. We just have this. And this, uh, the Tagalog version you're talking about is the same as inscribed inside the mausoleum. Yes. The reason we have the Tagalog translation is because... There was a performance of it um, in the Philippines, and basically everybody who performed or saw it was found drowned on dry land with no water. I remember Dr. Harper talking about that. Yeah, that's why I know about it, because I I read her research on it. I think that Vic had that script. Oh, no. Had the script that, that Peters was working from. Ari, you take another drink of your chamomile tea, and you look down and see all of your cups have been refilled. Everyone's coffee has been refilled after you've emptied about half of it. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the refill. What refill? The one of you did, didn't you? Because my cup, you know, my cup runneth over. (laughs) Is his cup full? All of the cups in front of him are filled. Oh, jeez. Wait, you didn't... I thought I just wasn't paying attention. Ari, if we were going to get you a refill, we would not have refilled all seven cups that you have going on here. Push it away from him. And all of our coffees are refilled, too? Yes. Set it aside. I need everybody to make a constitution roll. Uh, 84 out of 50. Okay. 25 out of 70. Reagan? 40 out of 50. 61 out of 60. River? 8 out of 60. For those of you that make it, you feel a little gassy as though you drank too much root beer a little too fast. Those of you that failed begin to feel the bubbling of foam of root beer that you've drunk too quickly, and it's a bit too foamy. It feels as though that it's coming up and you're unable to stop it. Doesn't burn, but it feels uncomfortable as you begin to drool. I'm gonna bolt for the bathroom. Me too. It never manifests into a full evacuation, but just as though that it's bubbling in overcarbonation within yourself. It passes after a minute or two. You feel very gassy. Everyone feels very gassy. I'm going to uh, 
just look at Ross and say, okay, I'll take this one and I'll follow Ari into the bathroom and make sure he doesn't hurt himself or something. Ari is both hands on, on the sink, looking at himself in the mirror. Rowan? Uh, take a moment or two to collect myself, take my glasses off and just like rubbing the bridge of my nose with my eyes closed. Okay. Put glasses back on, come out. Definitely looking a little, well, green around the gills, so to speak. You okay, kid? Yeah. Um... I'm really sorry. I didn't, uh, I don't know what happened. I just thought I was going to throw up or burp or something. Um, hopefully not drown on dry land. Well, that's a disturbing thought. Um, yeah, there was, uh, something in those drinks. Um, I could use something to settle my stomach as well. Yeah, um... <laughs> this, uh, and I thought it was just my, you know, GI issues that that's why I didn't drink carbonated stuff, but okay, this is getting, this is a long day. Rowan, you receive a text message from Sam. I'll lean against one of the walls because I don't feel like sitting down at the moment and uh, open it. Staff Sergeant Mark Barker. USMC Mortarman MOS 0341 discharged 2016 has worked with Breckenridge, Blackwater, and Axios. Currently listed as homeless, last known address San Francisco. It's a flop house in the Hate District. He's a pretty guy that's made some definitive choices in life. Those tattoos look as though that they were either self-inflicted or he really doesn't like himself or somebody really doesn't like him. New line. Oh, he's a friendly. Text back. Yeah, I gathered as much. Someone passed him Ross's phone number on a card with a green triangle on it. He's what is called an eraser. Is that as ominous as it sounds? Add a little bit more scary, and you got it. I'll text back. Is that what he does now as a friendly of Delta Green, or was that his capacity in the military? Military, he dropped mortars on people from afar. Post-military work, I can't read too much of beyond my scope. But looks like he might have done that for said companies as well as for, in quotes, us. Oh, he worked for a Breckenridge group underneath a guy named Trent, and looks like he got fired from Breckenridge due to disciplinary actions. He was released from USMC with a DD. Apparently you should not. Yeah, looks like he had a, a couple drug problems. Hmm. Was he working at Breckenridge under Trent when uh, our dearly departed friend was there? Or was that earlier? Was part of Trent's team beforehand, and then Trent's team got disbanded. Looks like he did clean up on that job in the South, though. He mentioned that. All right. Guess I'm going to be having a chat with him. Thanks, Sam. 
Later. I'll send back the, the hang loose hand emoji. Rowan will slip her phone back into her pocket and come back over to the table, kind of making a face at how uncomfortable her general abdominal area feels with all of the, the gassiness. So what next? Other than going to a drugstore for something to settle my stomach. Completely straight-faced, Rowan is going to reach into the little bag that she carries around and pass around a thing of Tums. Well, that's a start. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Ben Soslowski, and I play Ari. I'm Dan Voschkevich, the handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 7 is an adaptation written by me, Dan Voschkevich, based on the Fragments of the King chapters written by John Wick, Toby Abad, Fabian Badia, Ben Warner, and Rob Justice. Our intros this season were written by Alondra Heilman and performed by Grant Corvin. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episode, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Danny, Tom Padula, Kit Thompson, Lady Bedeville, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Bomb Clancy, Naya Fenris, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Devils, Robbie Nowell, J. Matthews 85, Flynn Gallagher, Phoenix Team Handler Dennis, Knitting Daddy Greg, Multicam Yeti, Scott Miller, Rogue, Jacqueline Parrish, and Monsieur Quack. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Ren Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube channel a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis and have a bunch of content archived on their YouTube channel. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland, A-L-L-E-N. You can find him at alanstrickland.net for his classical compositions. Join us next week. In the sins of the father, retribution comes due. Beryl's spall dwindle to anxious supply, and we face a threat with such a human goal we cannot succumb lest it gluttonizes us from within and without. <laughs>